We're breaking down the biggest X factor for each team in the AFC and NFC West today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Lockdown NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, happy National Denzel Mims trade to you. I guess it was technically yesterday, but. Yeah. Um, Lion. Detroit Lion. Detroit Lions legend Denzel Mims. And the condition is for that conditional six, he has to make the roster. He might. He I think he will. I've seen what that I've seen what that wide receiver room looks like right now. They run the ball. They do run the ball. Um it's just my observation for locked on Dolphins today. Isn't it funny how like the adage of deadlines spurring action? Mm-hmm. Is like the most true thing ever when you consider Jets had the entire team report to training camp and they had, oh, okay, well, we better get the Quinn Williams deal done before he shows up and we better trade Denzel Mims or move on from Denzel Mims and get a conditional pick there. And meanwhile, the Patriots are hosting Leonard Fournette on a, a workout. So you, you're seeing the traction. I think really Patriots are serious about finding a running back, aren't they? It's weird, right? Yeah, they must have seen that Ron, Ramondre Stevenson's Madden rating was only an 80 and said, oh, mm. man, we need somebody else in here. So, um, some of the backs rated better than Ramondre Stevenson. But the Jets, man. The Jets. What about the hype? The hype is so big, man. The hype yeah, is get, so big. They got the sack exchange uniforms, too. You see that? No. You didn't see this? No, when this did this might happen? be the biggest news of, of, like, the week. So they have... Um, you remember like the word mark? Oh, here, I'll put it up on YouTube. These. What is this? How do I find this? Just, just look up sack exchange. It's according to uh sports logo net. The jets are set to unveil throwback uniforms on Monday, July 24th, that they will recall the days of the New York sack exchange. I never even heard of it. And somebody leaked a video of like them doing team photos and they were wearing them. So that's kind of how everybody got put onto it. But it's the big word mark, J-E-T-S, on the helmet with like the big long J that looks like an airplane wing or whatever it's oh, supposed to be. Is that, I didn't know that's what that was called. I had, the, the sack exchange? Yes, I've never heard that. But I, I do like that that lettering. All right. Is it, it, dude, it's so stupid how every single team that is going back to a nineties design. It's automatically your best look. We get the Oilers mm-hmm. versions of the Titans uniforms this weekend. We still have to see the Eagles, Kelly greens, like they're coming mm-hmm. back. Like, what are we doing? We're doing great things. I, I right, like but, these uniforms, right? You should, that should be the kit. 
if you have a 90s throwback, it's guaranteed to be better than your modern uniforms. It's like the modern stitching and stuff like that just looks Correct. so good. Right. It's the modern production quality of jerseys from then. Yeah. It's not a like find me a team with throwbacks worse than their regulars and don't send me the Bumblebee Steelers or the, or the Packers, the yeah, Packers the, like blue dots or horrible. whatever it is. Yeah. Like that doesn't count. The Jets have a goofy throwback uniform too. That's like blue, I'm yes. pretty sure. It's bad. Yes. And the Eagles had that like Delaware blue head. Yeah, yeah. Style no, nobody's doing too. that. Yeah, get out of here with that. But like you're if you had a uniform kit in the late eighties, early nineties, odds are you should probably just wear that all the time. Well, I mean, that's what the 49ers and Cowboys and Packers and Steelers Chiefs, and, yeah, yep. Colts, right? Same thing always. Like, they broke. Right. Don't mess with it. Don't gotta fix it. AFC, NFC West today, X Factors. We did uh, the start of this a couple days ago with the Souths, right? That's correct. We did the Souths. So today we're doing the West. Um, And we're going to talk about that item that's true about your team that is in the margins, right? The X Factor, the things that you're looking at that gives you a level of concern that you feel like if it were to come to fruition, if this were better, this could be what really moves the needle for the success of the football team. So speaking of the 49ers who you referenced, and then a throwback unveiling yesterday of the Seahawks. Those are the first two teams we're going to do. We'll start with Seattle or with San Francisco. Obviously they represented themselves in the NFC conference championship game for the third time in four years. So obviously the the team success here, we're going to give that a nod first. So your X factor for the San Francisco 49ers the low-hanging fruit is the quarterback position, right? I think so, yeah. Do I have permission to go a different direction? I have a very unique angle on this. Okay. Mine. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You, okay, I'll go. I, I'll be happy. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My X factor is not uh, a player or a position group. Like, kind of is a position group. It's Chris Forrester. Chris Forster is their offensive line coach, the run game coordinator, and they believe a lot in him. I know that he was part of this um, Washington staff, right? Yeah, and and a lot of belief in who he is as an offensive line coach, and I think he's got a big job ahead of him. Not coaching Trent Williams. That's easy. I could probably do that. He's going to be elite. He's not a 99 in Madden. Yeah, well, that's that's nonsense. But the rest of this offensive line is – Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, and Colton McKivich, right? Like Jalen Moore, John Feliciano, Matt Pryor. He's got a lot to figure out. He's got a lot to figure out. And obviously, we know this team's going to want to run the football. They need to protect whoever's playing quarterback. Scheme-wise, you feel like they're going to be awesome. But Chris Forrester, working with this group, figuring out who the right five are and getting them going is going to be critical for this football team. And I, you know, this, this offensive line's experienced quite a bit of attrition over the last few years. And from a talent perspective, I think it's as bad as it's been. And I think they're relying a lot on Chris Forrester to kind of piece it together. It's a great answer. And that all encompasses the offensive line. We will acknowledge the health of Brock Purdy is an obvious X factor as well. Uh, But I also want to give just a quick shout to Drake Jackson. This is the only projected non-starter or the only projected starter in the front seven or in the front six if you're going nickel yeah you can count the nickel 
that's not graded as a quality starter or better for us. Mm. <laughs> so life's good when you got that kind of talent around you, right? Mm-hmm. With Warner, Hargrave, Bosa as cornerstone players, and Greenlaw, Armstead, and, and Isaiah Oliver, who we really like in the nickel, as quality starters. Drake Jackson's the only other spot. But if that guy who was their top draft choice in 2022, I think so. Yeah. If I remember correctly, um, if he lives up to his potential, man, and you get another outside pass rush threat that definitively has the juice. I know they, they, have Kerry Hyder and they have Robert Beal, who's a rookie this year. But like Drake Jackson is the pedigree type player, USC, obviously very physically gifted. That component for me fascinates me for how hard this team already is to play offense against. And then if you get a guy with juice on the other edge spot, I think that just creates a lot of problems. Yeah, I agree. And and look, the one thing that Drake Jackson does have is burst and bend, right? Like maybe he's not the most yeah. firm player against the run, but You'd like to think that you could scheme around that and really utilize his explosiveness opposite of Bosa and you know alongside all those other players to really wreak havoc and create negative plays. And I think that's something that Drake Jackson can bring to this football team. All right, we got a bunch more to get to. We're going to pick up the pace a lot here in segment two and segment three. But first, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for this upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Hey, if you're looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and first pick in the second round, you will be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when taking the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, and the Browns, Nick Chubb, back-to-back. Back. You picked the right combo. All right, listen, while Taylor is a perfect rebound candidate in a more run-friendly overall offense in Indy, Chubb is also set up to dominate with more of the combined workload in Cleveland. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, all of the 122 million parts and accessories that you can find for your vehicle are right at your fingertips, and you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, tail lights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So I feel like you are a little passive-aggressive there, so you're pick up the pace. You trying to tell me something? No, I'm just saying we got we got seven teams to get to. Seven teams. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel confident in our ability. Yeah, to we can do this. Here. We got it. Uh, let's go to the Seattle Seahawks, who unveiled a marvelous set of throwback uniforms. Nineties beautiful throwback un- beautiful. uniforms yesterday. Um, Who's the first player you think of when you see those unis? Who's the name? Um, who's the back? Who'd they have at running back? 
Sean Alexander, Ricky Waters. No, 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 no. It was Waters. I think a Ricky Waters. Cortez Kennedy for me. Oh, it's a good call. Yeah. All right. All right. Today's Seahawks. Today's Seahawks. The biggest X factor on the 2023 edition of the Seattle Seahawks for me is your incomplete evaluation combo of Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas. That tackle combo with what you saw with Geno Smith, how they reinvested in the passing game with Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, what the rest of the offensive line, which I think is is fairly high floor, but for there to be a ceiling in this group, seeing those guys take another big step forward, I think is going to really help sustain the level of play of the offense that we saw last year. So for me, two second-year players who are both incomplete evaluations become the X factor in, I think the offense will be as good as Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas's second season improvements allow them to be. I like that answer. I'll tell you what, one thing that stuck out to me as I prepped for today and I once again reviewed Seattle and their football team is I think it's pretty good. I think they got a lot going for them. Um, but if there's a spot on this roster that gives me a level of concern, it's the interior defensive line, um, and particularly Draymond Jones. And Draymond Jones is a big-ticket player that they mm-hmm. signed in free agency, and this is their best path to interior pass rush, um, which I think is going to be necessary. And you know they've got some other guys here in Brian Moan and Jaron Reed, a bunch of rookies and you know just depth-type players. Draymond Jones is your chance to be your high-impact player in the middle of that defense, and I think it needs to happen. Um, and I know that he should provide an impact as a pass rusher, but how stout can he be as a run defender? I think it's going to be really important. I think about the NFC and just like collectively, it's about running the football in more ways than you see in the AFC. And I think Seattle's going to be ch- tested here with their run defense. Um, and I think Draymond Jones really rising to the occasion as a multifaceted impact player for the middle of that defense is going to be really, really important. It's a good answer as well. Um, Shock you went with defensive line. There's going to be more of that coming as well. <laughs> well, I don't know that you can justify defensive line being justify a lot of places being the X factor here because we have a lot of unknown with the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like we know more about the Cardinals. It's just not good. The Rams, on the other hand, we have 65 rookies on this roster. It feels like it's not that many, but it's not probably not far off from that. It's 30, I think it's 30, 36 30? or something like that. Yeah. So more than a third of your offseason roster is rookies. And then you have another 15 second-year players, approximately. So take your choice of where you want to go for the incomplete evaluation X factors, not to mention Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford coming back from injuries last season as well. So there's just a plethora of directions we can go here, Joe, where you want to go. Well, I don't want to go offense personally. Um, I feel like their best concentration of talent is on the offensive side of the football. Yes. So, so that brings me to defense. And, and dude, like it's Aaron Donald and, and what? Ernest Jones and Jordan Fuller. I mean, that's that's literally. You're established, you're established, well-established players. So I don't know. Could, could I just say defense? But like in reality, this this is whenever I look at a team like this, it forces me to go back to my own priorities. And if I want to go defense, and what do I think is the most important thing on defense? I think it's a defensive line. And it's Aaron Donald and what, Bobby Brown and Michael. At Hike. least they have Aaron Donald. 
right? At least they have Aaron Donald, but like, <laughs> dude, you know, the secondary's Kobe Durant, who I made a lot of nice plays last dude, year, know, right? Man. Good ball production. Robert Rochelle, Darion Kendrick, Sean Jolly, Russ Yeast, Tamarcus. Those guys Davis, are going to play Trades, like 100% Hodges, of snaps. Jason Taylor, the second, Rashad Torrance, Quentin Lake. Like, unserious. That is, that's your projected 53 secondary right now. It has to be the secondary. You have you have one player who's not an incomplete evaluation or a rookie in the secondary in its totality right now. Insane. And it's Jordan Fuller, who's a sixth round pick. I can't believe this is real. So for me, it's the entire secondary. Because we don't know anything about any of the players with any substantial workload of snaps. Other than Jordan Fuller. And Aaron Donald greater sign Jordan Fuller. So that's that's why I'm going with this. Fair enough. Defense is a mess, though. Let's just put it there. <laughs> Speaking of messy defenses, how about the Arizona Cardinals? Yikes. X factors here. Obviously, more low-hanging fruit with a quarterback injury and what his return timeline looks like. Sounds like he wants to come back sooner rather than later. They all do. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's take our time, right? Right. Please. You're not missing anything this year, Kyle. <laughs> You're not missing anything. And you and you have the big money contract already locked in place. Like the only the only motivation you would want to have to come back and really press the gas pedal down there and feel urgent is if you're worried about this team having the number one overall pick at drafting court and, and wanting to stay in Arizona, which you might <laughs> embrace the opportunity to play somewhere else too with what this team looks like right now. Who knows? So uh, X factors. Can I say Trey McBride? Is that okay? Brother, if that's where you want to go, then you take it there. Right, but... You look at the rest of the the incomplete players. They're not as young as the Rams are in a lot of spots. So for me, it's like, okay, who's the player that like there was a pretty significant investment in McBride was a second round pick. You've got Zach Gertz as this aging player. It'd be really nice to have a reliable piece because right now you're wide receivers. You moved on from DeAndre Hopkins. So it's Hollywood Brown. Rookie Michael Wilson, the all-college, unathletic slot receiver combo of Dorch and Rondale Moore here as a high-round pick who is just a gadget guy or has been used as just a gadget guy. Like, we need some, we need something to hang our hat on with the skill group. And you spent a pretty good pick on Trey McBride. That's my X factor because it's not going to be about who elevates your wins and losses for Arizona. Get okay. the win on personnel. I, I appreciate the angle that you took with that. Uh, getting something redeeming, I think, is good. Um, I do want to go to defense. I want to go to the edge. And I think you have, like, I'm trying to find upside here. And I think there is upside in this. Sanders. Maj- yeah, it's, it's the edge stuff. It's it's Maji Sanders, B. Joe Jolari, who I like a lot. Even Cameron Thomas, I'd put into that. Even Jesse Luquetta, I'd put into that. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of. I don't know. I've, maybe confidence is too much of a word, but I, I have some level of belief that Jonathan Gannon can unlock these pass rushers. I mean, he coached the defense that had 70 sacks last year, and obviously the talent discrepancy is significant, but kind of work through this young talent on the edge, figure out who your guys are going to be, and between those four, I think you have some guys that can wreak a little bit of havoc 
And I think that's where you can find some redeeming things on the defensive side of the football is that young quartet, if you will, of edge rushers in Maji Sanders, P.J. Ojolari, Cam Thomas, and Jesse Leket. I applaud your effort, Joe, to, to go that direction. I think that's a good call as well. Do you want to switch gears perhaps and – that would have been switch gears has got to be a segue for eBay. You know, right. We're not getting to we eBay. Have, right. We have to do that. We're not doing eBay orders. We're just going to take a quick breather and uh, come back and we're going to finish with the AFC West. Man said switch gears. Anyway, the chiefs are next mm-hmm. on our list. And I want to go Kadarius Tony slash Sky Moore. I want to go George Karloftis. I want to go with Trent McDuffie. Are you going to bring in defensive line here? You going to go Uzoma, Felix Uzoma? You teased in the pre-show. You had all these these defensive line talking points lined up. I think it's fair contract. Where you want to go? I think the defensive line outside of Chris Jones is where I think a lot of this the margins are for Kansas City. Um, and I do. I think it's. I think you have to go D line or wide receiver. That's where I would focus my X factor angle in. I had written down both to, and prepared to talk about the opposite go. of whatever you said. So go, go. Well, then I'll go. I'll I, go ha- I had them both too. So. I'll go D line. I'll go D line because you have Chris Jones, who's one of the best defensive linemen in the game, and then a lot of young players. Right? You kind of had some vets in the past here with. Frank Clark and you know bringing in Carlos Dunlap, you've kind of moved away from those guys, and you're counting on George Karloftis, uh, you know first round pick from last year, got better throughout the season last year. Another first round pick in Felix Anaduki Uzoma, Charles Amenehu's coming over, getting probably the biggest opportunity of his career to command a bunch of snaps. You know, Derek Nadi, how good is he? I think that. This collective group around Chris Jones um, and how they develop, especially Carl Loftus and Felix Uzoma, I think that's really where I look at this football team and say, if those guys put it together, that could mean the most for the team. I'm more – I think the wide receiver is the bigger storyline, but I do think corner is the bigger question when you consider there's also a question on the defensive line. Right. So like over on the offensive side of the ball, you have one of the top three offensive lines in football and you have Pat Mahomes. You're probably going to be able to move the ball. <laughs> right. Like, but then you think about the the corners and you have Legere Sneed, who's become a very, very, very good starter. You have Trent McDuffie is a first round pick. You have young toolsy players in Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams. I think corners, the bigger question an X factor. Now who emerges amongst the wide receiver room as I think the most fascinating element of the wide receiver room, where you have Justin Ross, who everybody's trying to make a thing. I don't know if it's like fetch and it's never going to happen like mean girls or do, are, the way you looked at me tells me you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was, when you said that, I was hoping that I could be <laughs> candid, like just as calm as enough as possible to not lead into this exact moment that exists in this. You know what I mean? Like I would avoiding that. I've never seen Mean Girls, Kyle. <laughs> I know it's referenced a lot. I think Lindsay Lohan might be in the movie. She is, yes. So, so is my first actress crush. 
Really? Rachel McAdams. Oh, love Rachel McAdams. Good pull. Good pull on Rachel yeah. McAdams. Yeah. I'm a fan. Um, she's the villain in that movie. Really? Yes. That surprises me. Right. That's the thing is she's like the popular pretty girl and she ends up being the villain because she's the mean girl. You know, this is this is weird. When when I hear Rachel McAdams, the first movie that comes to mind for me is Red Eye. Is that that's I, w- not... I wouldn't expect it to be Notebook for you, which is what 90 percent of people would imagine say thinking I've seen Notebook. Correct. That's why I'm not surprised to hear that notebook, but the the common, maybe not the common draft locked on NFL scouting dra- with the draft dudes listener, but the common person, the lay yeah. person would hear yeah. Rachel McAdams and say, oh, the notebook. Yeah, that's if she's in that movie, which I, I'm just now learning, um, I would say that's probably her biggest one. Yeah. The notebook. Yeah. So we said Justin Ross, Ross might be like Fetch, where like, let me explain Fetch to you. Okay, and it's not like dog with a stick or a ball. Fetch is that another movie? The no fetch have... is fetch is from Mean Girls. Oh, okay, fetch. It's not this fletch. girl. Gotcha. Right. It's the, one of the girls who's in the Mean Girl group. Keeps trying to make the word fetch be like an adjective, like a a, a lingo word that's adjective for like. You would say like a football uniform is like clean. Oh, like, oh, that's clean. I've heard people say that's so fetch. That's I so thought fetch. that was, that, but no, isn't that, that like, like that's fetch. That's weird. That's goofy. No, fetch is, it's supposed to be a good thing. The, no. the girl in the movie keeps trying it didn't to make stick. It, good, it doesn't sound thing. like it's stuck. Well, and finally the other, the other girl turns around and says, stop, like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> and like that, that might be Justin Ross. I don't know. We've been trying to make Justin Ross a thing. And obviously he dealt with a very unfortunate neck injury in college. Right. But now, like, there's there's buzz on Justin Ross based off training camp videos. Who knows? I totally derailed any chance we were going to get this show done in a timely fashion. So I apologize. Is Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore going to be the guy who emerges? I bet it's Sky Moore, but we'll wait and see. That's that's my X factor for Kansas City. So it's not the corners. We got we we got all this to get back to receivers. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a bigger question with corners, but I think the biggest individual question is Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore, and I'd say Sky Moore. Because you have confidence in Tony? Yes. No, I have, I have confidence in Sky Moore. Gotcha. Okay. The Chargers. Go Chargers, go. Is the obvious answer here just interior defensive line? No. Okay, well, then you can go somewhere else with it. I, I think it is. JT um, Woods. Okay, big safety guy here. It's a big question. You, you had a young safety who retired and left you with a career special teams guy and a Lomi Gilman who I love more than anybody. Ran it for a four seven. It wasn't a four seven. It was like a four six five. But and then you have a second uh, a day two pick in in JT Woods. JT Woods got to be a thing for you. I have some level of confidence in Brandon Saley to be able to figure that out. Okay, I I don't know. Austin Johnson and, and Sebastian Joseph Day have just been in the center of this run defense. They got Matt Locke and Gerard Clark. They're fine. Yeah, right. As a as a uh, someone who's facing the Chargers in Week One, you're licking your chops at challenging no, I, this run defense. You would think so, but they had him late in the year last year against a skeleton crew on defense, and we said, well, "Ah, we're we're going to pound them with the run." But they've learned the lesson. The they've I learned the so. lesson. Those guys, okay. man. Chargers got to be able to stop the run. Brandon is a good defensive coach. I like a lot of what he does, but they continuing to lean on these defensive tackles is a mistake. We have the Broncos. 
Next. I think the but speaking of throwback uniforms, Denver man with the, the orange D and the, with yeah, the... bro, like John Elway style, like before the last couple of years when they switched to what they have now. I like those. Broncos are a bottom blank uniform kit. It's getting pretty low now in the NFL. When they first came out, I thought they were awesome. But the as it's right, because aged, that was the that was the look. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're you're talking these uniforms are 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think legit 25 years old. And I don't like when they go to their throwback look and it's the dark blue helmet. I think they had to because what was the shells or something couldn't change yes. or whatever. Yeah, they couldn't like, change. Man, this just looks bad. Fitted helmet. Yeah. Okay. Team just dis- team distributed like twelve billion dollars in revenue sharing last year, and they didn't want to go to a second helmet fitting for <laughs> shells. Yeah, figure that out. I think it's Russell Wilson, right? Like this is yes. clearly it, right? Like yes. what is? How does he bounce back? What does he look like with Sean Payton? You feel like he's got what he needs in terms of surrounding talent. It's how can he adapt and how can he find his game again? That's everything for Denver this year. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Which takes us to the Raiders. Hey, good pickup by Frank Clark, by the way. I think that was a necessary one. Correct. Something that yeah, I think has happened since we talked about Denver last. Yep. Because we kind of went through it's Bonito, Browning. Cooper's been like a good rotational guy. Uh, but obviously, they, with the departure of um, Bradley Chubb at the trade deadline last year, kind of felt like that was a a missing link and that they yeah. were hurt for some depth up there. I and still it's think a nice, they're hurting for depth on the interior, but it's a nice hedge against Randy Gregory too, who there's been durability issues. So, right. Right. The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Defense outside of the edge rushers. Bilal Nichols and Jerry Tillery are scheduled yeah. starters at defensive line. The entire the entire spine of this defense. Except Every safeties. The, safeties are decent, right? Merrigan. Okay, Epps. great. Then Merrigan Epps are going to lead your team in tackles. They are because Spillane and Diablo twelve yards downfield, right? Like here, here's the core of your defense. Here's the core: Bilal Nichols, John Jenkins, Matthew Butler, Neil Farrell, Jerry Tillery, Byron Young. Adam Butler up front, and then Divine Diablo, Luke Masterson, Robert Spillane, Darian Butler, and Amari Bernie. I don't like that. Y'all going to get ran over. And all the good things that Trayvon Morin can do as a high safety in the NFL ain't going to matter because we're going to have to come downhill and we're going to have to tackle eight yards, eight yard downfield tackles every play. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know that you can cover anybody on the outside either. The, the good news with the Raiders is they don't have to play themselves, right? And face their own rushing offense <laughs> <laughs> with Josh. Jacobs. Yeah, it's not a bad point. Uh, so the spine of your defense, it has to be better than what it looks like on paper. And if it's not, you are in for a really rough stretch. Got Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Joe Tooney, the middle three of the Chiefs blocking this. Come on, man. Unserious. Got some cornerstones, though. They do. And they got a nice young player in Tyree Wilson, another good edge rusher. <laughs> yep. So we'll see. Their offense is going to be interesting to me. I, You know, I I think I've thought more about the Raiders and offense. I'm concerned about Jimmy, but, like, I think there's enough at the skill positions and the offensive line, even with moving on from Darren Waller, 
that I feel okay. like has a chance. So since we're in the West, here's the question, and it's a fun one to add on. Which is a more appealing high higher floor offense, bad defense death chart? The Rams or the Raiders? The Rams or the Raiders on offense? So I'm going like we like I, the talent on the offense, yeah, but we have major questions on the defense. What's a better What's a better combo of sides of the ball? I wow, that's a great question. I like Stafford way more than Garoppolo, right? But I think you could make a case that the skill players for the Raiders think, are better than the Rams. Everything else on the Raiders, if you put it together, I would say is better than the right. Rams. But like, do you want just the quarterback? I think the Raiders may have the better offensive line too. Maybe. I think they do. Col- is Colton Miller not the best offensive lineman, offensive tackle? Right, but like maybe the rest is better for the Rams with Havenstein and Allen. Or, I know their guards are bad. It. Their guards are bad. I know. Right. Who are you picking? I think I picked the Raiders. (laughs) Knowing that you have to go to war with Jimmy G, he's been to Super Bowls. They're going to pound the rock. Yeah. Like Adams is, I I love Cooper Cup. Adams is a better receiver. Right. Havenstein to what Illuminor was last year, I don't think is an egregious advantage to the Rams. Joe Noteboom versus Colton Miller is a major advantage for. You've got Dylan Parham, who I think I like Dylan better than Steve Avila, and I like Steve Avila and Logan Bruss. How about like Renfro, Renfro and Myers versus Jefferson and Skoranek? Yeah. Whoo! You get Come the quarter. Now. You get the quarterback thing with the Rams, but you don't get much else. And then, like you got, like yeah, you got Aaron Donald, but like at least the Raiders have Max Crosby, so it's like okay, there's a. Oh, I think the Raiders' here. defensive personnel more than the Rams. That's the easiest yes I'll ever give you. Even though they have Aaron Donald. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was fun. Hope everybody enjoyed the uh, Mean Girls lecture, the throwback uniform rant, the smattering of West Division conversation that we trickled in around <laughs> around that year on today's show. Uh, we can be found on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We are Locked On NFL Scouting. It's all of your teams every day here on the Locked On Network. We appreciate the everydayers who make us a part of your daily routine. Come back, see us again tomorrow. And by the way, live on the YouTube channel tonight. Hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Click the bell, get the notifications. It's kind of a moving target for when we start. But we're on playoffpredictors.com to finish Finish. our 2023 game-by-game schedule prediction and record predictions (laughs) for the 2023 NFL season on YouTube. So we did not make that a part of our regularly scheduled content on the, the podcast, but it is on YouTube. We've done two of them third one we have three divisions to go we will be done so come see us tonight come see us on your podcast or youtube feed again tomorrow we are out of here